Chapter 13 of Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Melodia Carey. Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan by Richard Gordon Smith. Great Fire Caused by a Lady's Dress. Some 120 years ago, in the year of Temei, a most terrible fire broke out in the western corner of Yedo, the worst fire, probably, that is known to the world's history, for it is said to have destroyed no fewer than 188,000 persons. At that time, there lived in Yedo, now Tokyo, a very rich pawnbroker, Enshu Hikoemon, the proud possessor of a beautiful daughter aged 16, whose name was Osame which in this instance is probably derived from the word sameru to fade away for in truth osame-san did fade away enshu hikoemon loved his daughter dearly and he being a widower with no other child his thoughts and affections were concentrated on her alone he had long been rich enough to cast aside the mean thoughts and characteristics which had enabled him to reach his present position from being a hard-hearted, relentless money-grubber, Enshu Hikoemon had become soft-hearted and generous, as far, at all events, as his daughter was concerned. One day, the beautiful Osame went to pray at her ancestor's graves. She was accompanied by her maid and, after saying her prayers, passed the temple of Homyoji, which is in the same grounds as Hongo Maruyama, and there, as she repeated her prayers before the image of buddha she saw a young priest with whom she fell instantly in love thitherto she had had no love affair nor indeed did she fully realize what had happened beyond the fact that the youth's face pleased her to gaze upon it was a solemn and noble face as osame lit a joss stick and handed it to the priest to be placed before buddha their hands met and she felt pass through her body a thrill the like of which she had never experienced poor osame was what is known as madly in love at first sight in love so much that as she arose and left the temple all she could see was the face of the young priest wherever she looked she saw nothing else she spoke not a word to her maid on the way home but went straight to her room next morning she announced to the maid that she was indisposed go she said and tell my dear father that i shall remain in bed i do not feel well this day next day was much the same and so were the next and the next hikoemon disconsolate tried every means to enliven his daughter he sought to get her away to the seaside he offered to take her to the holy temple of ise or to kompira she would not go doctors were called and could find nothing wrong with Osame-san. She has something on her mind, and when you can get it off, she will be well, was all that they could say. At last, Osame confessed to her father that she had lost her heart to a young priest in the Homyoji temple. Nay, she said, be not angry with me, father, for I do not know him, and have seen him only once. In that once I loved him, for he has a noble face, which haunts me night and day and so it is that my heart is heavy and my body sickens for the want of him o oh, father if you loved me and wished to save my life 
go and find him and tell him that I love him and that without him I must die. Poor Hikoemon. Here was a nice business, his daughter in love, dying of love for an unknown priest. What was he to do? First, he humored his daughter and at last, after several days, persuaded her to accompany him to the temple. Unfortunately, they did not see the priest in question, nor did they on a second visit. And after this, Osame became more disconsolate than ever, absolutely refusing to leave her room. Night and day, her sobs were heard all over the house, and her father was utterly wretched, especially as he had now found out secretly that the priest with whom his daughter had fallen in love was one of the most strict of Buddha's followers, and not likely to err from the disciplinarian rules of religion. In spite of this, Hikoemon determined to make an effort in behalf of his daughter. He ventured to the temple alone, saw the priest, told him of his daughter's love, and asked if a union would be possible. The priest spurned the idea, saying, Is it not evident to you by my robes that I have devoted my love to Buddha? It is an insult that you should make such a proposition to me. Hikoemon returned to his home deeply mortified at the rebuff, but felt it his duty to be candid with his daughter. Osame wept herself into hysterics. She grew worse day by day. Hoping to distract her mind, her father had got made for her a magnificent dress which cost nearly yen four thousand. He thought that Osame would be vain enough to wish to put it on and to go out and show it. This was no use. Osame was not like other women. She cared not for fine raiment or for creating sensations. She put the costume on in her room to please her father, but then she took it off again and went back to her bed, where, two days later, she died of a broken heart. Hikoemon felt the loss of his pretty daughter very much. At the funeral, there must have been half a mile of flower-bearers. The superb dress was presented to the temple, such dresses are carefully kept. They remind the priests to say prayers for their late owners as, every two or three months, they are being dusted and cleaned. The vicar, or head priest of this temple, however, was not a good man. He stole this particular dress of Osames, knowing the value, and sold it secretly to a second-hand dealer in such things. Some twelve months later, the dress was again donated to the same temple, by another father whose daughter had died of a love affair, he having bought the dress at the second-hand clothes shop. This girl died and was buried on the same day of the same month as Osame. The priest of the temple was not sorry to see the valuable garment return as a gift to his church, and, being mercenary, he sold it again. It seemed, indeed, a sort of gold mine to himself and his church. Imagine, therefore, the feeling among the priests when, in the following year, in the same month, and on exactly the same day as that on which Osame and the other girl had died, another girl of exactly the same age was buried in their cemetery, having died also of a love affair, and having also worn the splendid dress that Osame was given, which was duly presented to the temple at the conclusion of her burial service for the third time. To say that the chief priest was astonished would be to say little. He and the rest of them were sorely perplexed and troubled. 
there were the honest priests who had had nothing to do with the selling of the garment and the dishonest head priest or vicar the honest men were puzzled the vicar was frightened into thinking honesty the best policy amid the circumstances accordingly he assembled all the priests of the temple made a hasty confession and asked for advice the priests came to one conclusion and that was that the spirit of asame-san was in the dress and that it must be burned and burned with some ceremony so as to appease her spirit accordingly a time was fixed when the day arrived many people came to the temple a great ceremony was held and finally the valuable garment was placed upon a stone cut in the shape of a lotus flower and lighted the weather was calm at the time but as the garment took fire a sudden gust of wind came instantly fanning the whole into flame the gust increased into a storm which carried one of the sleeves of the dress up to the ceiling of the temple where it caught between two rafters and burned viciously in less than two or three minutes the whole temple was on fire the fire went on for seven days and seven nights at the expiration of which time nearly the whole of the south and western portions of yedo were gone and gone also were a hundred and eighty-eight thousand people the charred remains as far as possible were collected and buried and a temple which now exists called eko in was built at the spot to invoke the blessing of buddha on their souls note by matsuzaki at the present day the eko in temple is well known games and wrestling are held there twice a year visitors to the temple see the wrestling place but no one asks why the temple was built there end of chapter thirteen maria melodia carey end of ancient tales and folklore of japan by richard gordon smith